You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 34. Uh, my name's Rusty and with me tonight is Andrew there. How you doing, Rusty? Good, mate. And uh, over there is Greg. How are you, mate? Hey, Rusty. How you doing? Pretty good. Um, how have you gentlemen been? It's been a few weeks. It has. So I've yeah, haven't actually done any shooting, but I've got my new Kestrel and I've been playing with it furiously. <laughs> been angry about it, have you? I have. Good. <laughs> good. That that impressive, is it, that you've been completely it is. annoyed at it? it? Is. Uh, Greg was, uh, was not overstating the Kestrel, it's yeah, it's a pretty fantastic piece of it kit. It is good, yeah. and that is a mm-hmm. fifty seven hundred elite. That's that the right? one. Yep. yep. Yeah. Nice and um, good. Well, you've got to got to get out and use it, I guess. Now. Yeah, I'll just uh, let work know. I'm going to check out for a week or two, and away we'll go. Perfect. Absolutely. That'll, that'll be all right with that. Excellent. And Greg, yourself, anything new? Well, there's oh. always new toys. Yeah. No, there's no new toys. Sorry, everyone. But uh, maybe everyone's next, disappointed. Maybe next podcast. I'm actually furiously saving for a, a, a little thing in the background, but I'm not going to um, talk about it until I actually get it. You just have, hey? I, I yeah, think... but I haven't said what it is. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, I might have on the last why podcast. Why is everyone yeah. so angry about it? Everything. Anyway, um, what? It's your effect on people. <laughs> it's what I do. It's the effect of an incorrect twist rate. <laughs> that didn't take long to it. That yeah. did not take long to come into this yeah, episode. I was, well done, I was waiting for it. Well done, mate. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, Greg will probably find a way to get us back. Um, well, I've I've actually not really done much shooting uh, either. Um, been been busy. Things have been a bit crazy. We've uh, been over to Perth for the Shot Expo. Um, was that? I don't even remember now. A couple of weeks ago. Far out. It was two two weekends ago. Yeah, it yeah. was a week and a half from from day of recording here, and um, that was really good. They had a a, a big turnout for um, for Perth. Um, I, I believe it was over ten thousand people. Yeah, wow, so well, that's good. That's good numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and you know, from an exhibitor's point of view, and talking with other exhibitors and other people that were there, guys um, were were really supportive. Were buying lots of stuff that you know that that was. It was good to see. There was good to see um, some exhibitors there that um, perhaps hadn't. I hadn't seen um, present other shows. So Schmidt and Bender were there. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, okay. Um, represented on a on a corporate level rather than just being a few scopes on a stand, um, which I was okay. I was actually impressed about. Yeah, because so, they weren't at Sydney, were they? No. Well, not that I remember. Mm, yeah, no, I, I don't remember seeing them either. No, they, yeah. they would have been there on. There would have been some scopes there on one of the stands, I reckon. But mm. yeah, they actually had their own stand. Yeah, um, great. Which is good to see. Um, I spent a bit, about a total of probably two and a half minutes at that stand. Yeah, um, too busy. Yeah, yeah, it was full on for us. But yeah. And, did you um, did you see any um, interesting businesses from WA? Like any local type businesses that caught your eye, or didn't you get the yeah, opportunity? Yeah, I did actually. Um, mm. Thompson Gunsmithing was there. Um, and so had a little, very little bit to do with them. Um, and a friend of mine's got one of their stocks and they're, they're probably, I guess, described as like a, the stock that I saw anyway was a manners style stock, sort of felt, looked similar, but cheaper, um, and Mm. seemingly quite solid. So, 
Um, I've spoke to. I'm just trying to remember if uh, if I believe his name was Jeff, but I may be confusing that with his father. But anyway, Mr. Thompson um, is. We're gonna. We'll try and get him on on an episode at some point soon. I know he sort of floated that idea with him and he was pretty happy to. So when we get a chance mm. to, and I'm pretty keen to get hands on one of his stocks soon. Um, yeah, because they look like a good rep- good sort of option, Australian-made option. Yeah, so they're made completely sort of within Australia. They're not not overseas sourced? Or? As far as I know, they're all they're all done here, all okay. done in WA. Mm. So I'd, I'd, once again, I'll probably spend about three minutes on that stand. I didn't yeah, get yeah. a lot of time. Um, I didn't leave the stand on... Um, on the Saturday, apart from going to do a talk, which um, went down to do the talk and uh, came back, I went went down and back probably about four times because every time I went down, they were behind. Came back and because our stand was just full on busy. So mm. um, anyway, it was good. Got to meet a bunch of bunch of people, um, which was excellent. Um, you know, it's uh, always good to sort of put some faces to names you see either on Facebook groups or on emails that come through to us or orders. Um, so it was excellent to, to be able to make that connection. But it was a good show in general. I think it was well-received. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's always always nice when people are supportive, when you go along and it makes it worthwhile actually going to the show. And there's lots of people walking around and they were all, they were all really excited, which is mm, good. excellent. Good. Well, I guess they don't get a lot of, um, you know, the East Coast has got a lot of, you know, a lot more stores and, a lot, you know, the shows in Sydney and Melbourne every year. Yep. You know, there's a lot more exposure, whereas over there, they don't tend to get a lot of that. So, yeah, well, I guess now they're on the same cycle as Sydney or Melbourne. They get a show every two years, and yeah. um, and it's uh, yeah, I've been to the first one, and, and this is the second one now, and it's good to see some growth. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was wonderful to to see it grow and see it increase, and yeah, certainly to to be able to be there and have a presence and have a chat with people was excellent. Cool. You guys spend much time in Perth? Very little. Yeah. Yeah, been there a couple of times, but yeah. Fairly similar sort of city to Adelaide in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, no, I spent a lot of time in WA for for work stuff. Yeah. But north of Perth, up up in the scrub. Oh, uh, right. Working on um, satellite stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, nice part of the world. Really Mm. nice part of the world. And uh, we've now progressed into a travel podcast, uh, it seems. Mm. So. Postcards, <laughs> excellent. Well, Greg's got a lot of time and money on his hands, so well, he yeah. spends all the time travelling around the world. Oh, you know, jet setting, all that <laughs> sort of right. stuff. Yeah, most most episodes, I don't, people probably don't realise Greg's not actually here for most episodes. It's all done via Skype, so it just dials up from wherever in the world we are. We have to, Andrew and I have to get up at ridiculous times of the morning to uh, to be able to, you know, convene with uh, Greg's schedule. But anyway, we get the job done, which is the main thing. Greg, we appreciate your commitment on the road. I appreciate yours. <laughs> So, um, uh, in in other news, we've got a new giveaway. Um, Scoped Out has jumped on board and given us a bunch of their brand new uh, data dope kits, I think, or data dope discs, or dope data discs. Dope kit. Oh. There you go. Something to do with those words. Dope data discs. Dope data discs. So, what they are, um, well, Greg, you're holding one. What's your take on it? What does it do? Oh, God, you put me on the spot. Um. It looks like the little, uh, basically you've got some little round discs which are all configured up for range drop and wind drift in a grid and um, it allows you, it comes with a pen, um, a permanent pen and some Velcro so basically you can put your drops on this round disc 
and they're about the right size to sit on the inside of a um, of a scope cap. Yeah. So well, I yeah. guess you could chuck them on the side of the rifle or as well. on the side of the so rifle, wherever. wherever it's convenient. Um, and it's a really good idea, really. It's a simple but effective idea. Uh, you get swabs with it, so you can rub out the um, your drops you got on there and refresh them. Well, I was going to test that because I've I've written up drops one of my guns on one, um, as you guys can see, and we'll put a photo up somewhere. Should take a photo before anyway. Anyway, well planned. Um, but I was going to see whether or not these things work because um, it's obviously not useful if they don't work, don't they? Oh, Andrew's about to snap a photo. There we go. I'll, I'll try to. We'll take a photo of that. This is a thrilling audio, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> this is right. Uh, edgy seat stuff. <laughs> but no, it's a clever little kit, you know. It's a clever little kit and um, reusable, obviously, with Sam rubbing out the, the results. Well, we try that now. Andrew, you want to... That's a, your photo skills, Andrew, are not, not the greatest. Yeah. Save that one. We'll have to put that up to show yeah, what it better put it up. Means. Show yeah, how bad it, Andrew is at taking photos. I'm taking random photos now. Let's do a video, hey? Right, of, we'll, uh, of this, not of me, up. of this. You don't see me. All right, so that's the. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. Good. We're, so this is the the disc here, and so we're gonna. You can see all my data's written up there. So alcohol wipe on that. Let's see whether or not it works. Well, it sounds like a tornado going through. It's just because uh, Sam is doing this on the bench that the microphones are attached to. Well, I thought I'd get the audio from it, so people sort of really feel it's part of part of what's going on. Um, are you puffing? Is that where you were out? <laughs> no, that's, that's the that's the beer. Um, it's not not quite going to plan. It's like a scratchy. Hang on, it's getting there. It is. Getting yeah, there. it just needs a little. It laugh. is getting there. Okay, but okay. it works. Oh, I, th- I thought this wasn't quite working, but it is working. Well, the idea yeah. is clearly that it doesn't rub off easily, but it does come off if you need it to. There you go. Yeah. I found the trick, gentlemen. I found the trick. You rub it with the alcohol wipe. And then you just sort of push, rub it with your thumb, and she oh, comes up yeah. completely clean like Otherwise that. Otherwise, it smears a bit. Yeah, yeah. so it does work. Yeah, but it, obviously, it's. I mean, when I wrote, wrote it on there before, I was sort of pushing on it and doing everything. Got it a little bit wet, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't come off. So well, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I was getting nervous in thinking, the field, thinking yeah. this thing didn't work, but no, works a treat. Excellent. So we've got, um, they come in two kits. Um, they come in a hunter kit, which includes four of the little discs. And we should say that those little discs are different colours. So you could set them up for different um, ammo, or you could set them up for different guns, or you could set them up for different density altitudes, um, which would probably be uh, the smartest way to do it. And then there's also a long-range kit, which comes with 12 of those discs, Um in sets of four different colours. So I think they're probably, um, I know you can get them at Projectile Warehouse, you can get them at Scoped Out. Um, they're about 30 bucks for the Hunter kit and about 50 for the Long Range kit. But we have six of the Hunter kits to give away. So we're going to put up a Facebook post. So check us out on Facebook at Precision Shooting Podcast. And we'll do a post up there with a photo, or maybe Andrew's first photo, which was top quality. Um, like everything I do. <laughs> All the best. Um, and so we'll put up a photo and, and you guys can share that. And if you share it, and we'll, we'll put the rules in that. But anyway, look out for it. Look out for it because you'll win one of them. We'll give one away uh, probably each week for the next six weeks, which is actually probably going to put us pretty close to Christmas, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, pretty much. 
That's uh, that year's gone quickly. Sure is. Very good. Um, now you had a you, you didn't go shooting, Greg, but you had an interesting shooting weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went. Uh, I did some ROing for a shooting competition. What's it called again? Sam. It's a rimfire shoot. Yeah, it was a rimfire shoot. I've forgotten the formal name of it. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, but it, it was a good comp. Um, the location in which it was shot. So it was a it was prim- it was a twenty two uh, rimfire competition. Um, there was a, a series of stages um, that everyone rotated through. Um, there was a lot of um, oh, the types of stages. There was find and shoot, so you had to find a still plate on a hillside and engage it. Uh, there was some falling plate. There was sneaker range. Um, what's, would, a, what's a sneaker range? So basically progress through a course and um, staying on a particular path and then as you as targets reveal themselves, you engage them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that, that it was a really good comp. Everyone had a great time. Um, the, the land that it was shot on was really good. Like there was some yeah, nice deep was, gullies and cross gully shots with some... Yeah, I guess misguided or sort of wind that sort of threw you a bit because yeah, the the wind actually picked up in the during the morning and um, it was hitting the tops of the trees, but it wasn't really having any effect on the flight path of the bullet. So it actually threw a few guys. Oh, uh, so that that allowed for wind. That yeah, wasn't, going, oh, wasn't wind, 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 there. wind. I'm going, you know, I can't say anything, but I'm going, <laughs> yeah, that's up there. But um, but no, the guys had a great time. Um. Yeah, my particular stand was a sort of 147 metres on a 150mm gong um, with a 22. So it's it's a reasonable shot. It was wind-wise, it wasn't too bad, as I mentioned. But um, I, I did notice one of the big things for my stage was if someone could um, mill range yep. that target, and obviously it was sitting at 150. It was a 150mm target, so it neatly fit to one mil. There you go. And um, the guys that knew that pretty much first round, um, yep. no problem. The guys that sort of had a bit of a stab at it, um, you know, got close and had to crawl it in. But um, yeah, no, it was it was a good comp, fun had by all. I sort of love that idea of a precision rifle shoot, but done on rim fires because it means it can be, you know, it's, it's cheap to do. And yeah, it's uh, it can be done in areas that perhaps we couldn't shoot many center fires. Yeah, exactly, and all the same sort of principles apply well, yeah. when you start reaching out with a twenty-two. You know, it's yeah. I mean, that like was in terms of ex- drop laying the shot off and the drops, and mm. yeah, yep, yeah, and, and running. You know, that what out to about one hundred and fifty meters. Yeah, it's uh, and and most of the targets because I was there on the Friday helping set up, mm. but I didn't get there on the Saturday. Um, it was quite beautiful property to do it on. Yeah, no, great property. Um, and and but you didn't have to have the huge big distances to be able to sort of enjoy it and shoot. Yeah, so and um, still be challenging. Yeah, it was pretty much one gully. Really, it was one gully with two ridge lines, and and yeah, just, just sort of bent around, and just bent yeah, bent around a corner sort of thing, and and all the all the eight stages basically dropped in into that mm. template, and um, you know just with a bit of control of movement, we we had quite a few sort of firing templates. Yeah, up, up that. That gully, so yeah, it was um, yeah, it was well done, well done. It was good, very good. Yeah. We we'll have to um, maybe get involved next year. 
That'd be good fun. Yeah, especially uh, there was talk at the end of the competition that it'll go from an individual type event to a team type event. Not brilliant. So, so we'll put a, a podcast team in. Yeah, I reckon. And you guys can shoot. I reckon. I have to get a 22. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let Sam shoot. He's probably got about 12 of them. Well, he can just throw us a couple. We'll be right. There you go. Mm. Was there any rules on just one gun per person or can you have two? No, they had... Uh, one on each hand. <laughs> yeah, dual wield from the hip. But um, no, you could actually share guns. Um, they just said there was restrictions on changing ammo and stuff like that. But the, the, the rules were fairly generous. It was all about, you know, getting out and shooting... On, yep. a, on an even playing field. So I think it was mainly about the ammo you used, not so much the gun you used. Okay. Mm. Very good. And there's probably another fairly important event that Andrew and I uh, went and uh, was involved with on Friday night, which perhaps is not um, podcast related at all, but still going to bring it up because it's a very sad time in our lives. We uh, w- What do we do, Andrew? Well, we, uh, we attended... The very final uh, concert of the Beards uh, yeah. ever. So, yeah, a bit of a sad time, as you said, but uh, life goes on. Beards keep growing. So. Beards keep growing. Yeah. No, there's, a, there's a, a band based out of Adelaide and uh, called the Beards, who hopefully you've all heard of. If not, definitely check them out. Now's the time to because they're no longer around. Um, but anyway, we, we did go along and uh, had a couple of guys. There was uh, excellent good fun. So we're pretty cut about that. Yeah, and if, if if you've ever been hunting with Sam, it's the beards. So you're hacking around uh, Central Australia, and the beards are usually blaring in his stereo. So, so well, that'll Johnny Cash, mate. Yeah, I mean, a beard, a beard serves a, a useful purpose in you know reducing friction between the uh, the cheek and the uh, stock when you're shooting. You can also <laughs> use it to pick up wind. <laughs> So you know they yeah. at a sort of three to five mile an hour. Your, bin, your beard is just sort of slightly moving. Uh, if it's up around sort of twenty mile an hour, it's off to the side. I mean, it's no coincidence. <laughs> you got to have uh, a wizardry beard for that, though, don't you? Well, it's no coincidence that you know, generally speaking, the, the world's special forces uh, soldiers all carry beards. I mean, it's a <laughs> essential piece of the equipment. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll <go with> <laughs> Bit of a tangent, but. <laughs> Oh, very good. Good. Has anyone got any any other news or anything to um, attend to? Perhaps we've moved on from beard-related topics. No, nope. that's about no. it. No, really, we, <laughs> Andrew basically went. If we've moved on from beards, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, you switched off. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, unrelated, unbeard-related topic. Anyway, we yep. uh, we have got a few more uh, interesting shooting barricades slash apparatus. Which we're working on too, so that should be good for the next oh, yeah. PRIs. <laughs> so, are we allowed to mention that one? We, we can mention it, but we can't tell them what it is. Okay, well, there's something that we're not allowed to say, so thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> That's, That's all good. It's going well. It's going well. Same same as whatever you're buying in some time. Greg, we're, we're full of mystery tonight, it seems. Yeah. I want to mention it, but you know what it's like when you're saving up for something and a big bill comes in and then it'll be like six months later instead of like a month away. Ah, oh, we're used to you buying the wrong things anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but they, the funny thing is they work for me. Oh, uh, so we're trying to guess now. Maybe that, maybe I reckon one of these things we can give away is uh, guess what Greg is going to buy. Guess Greg's new purchase. <laughs> You'll never guess. I think I know, Actually, Greg. a few guys know. I know. Yeah, because okay. I don't shut up about it when I'm off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, we've got uh, what we're we going to say. We've 
I'm off next week for the first of the um, Impact Dynamics uh, intensives. So we're heading away for a week with a few guys to uh, do, go and do some long range shooting, which uh, I'm very much looking forward to. Should be great fun. So that's uh, that's coming up. Um, so sort of just busy getting ready for that. That's probably between that and um, obviously important beard related things, and then heading off to Perth. That's really chewed up chewed up time recently. So um, we'll go into that. Um, excellent. Now you've done some work on quick load, Greg. Yeah, I was. Um, I think I mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts with my six by forty seven lap. Um, I've got a really nice node. It's shooting really, really well. Um, but it's right. The node is right down the bottom of my powder range, and and my muzzle velocity is is not what I was hoping for. What it, is it? It's twenty eight forty something. Um, so I was hoping to get up. You know, around three grand or thirty one hundred. Okay. Um, but I didn't get anywhere near that. Um, I uh, I started to see pressure signs up the higher end. But anyway, I because I went through it, I only got a note at the lower end. I didn't get a note up the higher end before I hit pressure. Uh, I I thought I'd uh, I met a guy online who said he'd run um, some data for me through. Is it quick load? Quick load. Yep. Quick load. And uh, basically, it's pretty interesting um, using. There was quite a bit of data I had to collect, but he basically worked out where, based on that data, where my nodes should sit in terms of um, the time, the, the basically the barrel travel time. Yep. Um, and he's reasonably got the first node right, which is right down the lower end, and then he's produced data where the higher end node should sit and... Um, Quick load throws out a whole heap of suggested loads that might meet that. Now, that that muzzle velocity is sort of sitting up around the thirty one hundred plus. So, based on that data, it's looking like to achieve the next node, I'm probably going to be pushing pretty hard. Um, probably okay. pressure wise, probably a bit too high. Um, so I've sort of caught in this this place where. Um, the node I can hits right at the bottom, and the next node is probably might just be out of reach based on this data. Um, so the data is pretty cool. It comes out with a whole heap of um, different powders and um, load combinations that should get you uh, up to that second node. But the big thing is that it also tells you what sort of pressure you're going to hit, and for most of them. For about ninety percent of them, it's uh, above the recommended pressure for that cartridge. So I'm sort of, uh, and the ones that are below that, they're like a, the the shells, like a hundred, you know, well over a hundred percent loaded with powder. So yeah, which well, it's probably worth noting there, Greg, that a good majority on the uh, the upper node, a good majority of those loads are over a hundred percent. So you know, we we're discussing briefly before the show. You know, at what uh, at what fill percentage are you going to be able to actually physically get the powder in the case and then see the projectile? And I think we uh, a quick load came up with about was it one hundred and three percent is where yeah, it starts to compress. One hundred three, yeah, yep. one hundred three point six, yeah. Um, you know, so that's you know some of these loads are you know up over one hundred and twenty percent, yeah, one hundred and thirty percent. Some of them, so just make your case bigger. Just no, no. Okay. Not Ac- improve. 
<laughs> I don't know. I made that up. That's short notice. Um, so it kind of that narrows your field down dramatically, anyway, as to physically what's going to be possible. Let alone what yeah. might be too high pressure. I mean, it's sort of irrelevant if you can't physically get it all in the case. Yeah, and there's a couple there that you know may be eligible, but you just don't see those powders in Australia. Um, yeah, that's that's the downside. I mean, quick globe for those listening who don't know what we're talking about is a program that sort of predicts internal ballistics, I guess, mm. and um, really based around timing of the barrel in terms of muzzle exit. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to obviously use that data to then try and find something worth testing. Mm. Is that that's the next step for you, then, Greg? Is yeah, the next. Where do you step, go from here? Well, for me, there's the, there's really no viable based on the data and. You know, I've only run one powder, which I quickly hit pressure signs and didn't get close. Yep. All right? Um, so, you know, sort of based on that limited experience um, and this data, I'm sort of, I think the next node's out of reach. Um, yeah, okay. But I had a good suggestion from one of the guys at um, one of the last Impact Dynamic meets was, you know, maybe rerun the data and see what happens if you take, say, you know, half an inch off the barrel. And just see what that does to the timing. Um, so, probably so, my next step is to try and feed all this data back in. Um, and I might just play with the barrel length. I'm currently sitting at 24 inches. Yep. See, and, and I might just change it to 23 and a half and just, just see what happens to those particular nodes. So, what's the, the thought process behind that? Um, well, I don't know the maths behind it. I don't know the... The you know the you know the the full, the, the, the full right. theory, but I'm just hoping they shift. So I'm I'm hoping they shift to a point that, you know, instead of the nodes being at, you know, right at the lowest point and just over the highest point, it might be there might be one at three quarters of gotcha. the load, and it might sit around three thousand feet per second or something like that. Yep. I really don't know what's going to happen, so I've just got to. You know, sit in there and just play with the barrel length, just go dig, 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 and just see what the differences are. Um, and that's what this software is capable of. So, I think there's probably I should be able to get a viable option out of that. Mm-hmm. I should be able to work something out. Just um, having a brief look here, Greg. Um, it may be worth trying a few different powders before you sort of write it off as not being attainable. Because uh, mm. on here we have good availability generally, of um, ADI powders, and they list double two one three, which I believe is, is that an outdated powder? They replaced it is, that with yeah, the, the It's a two two one three sc Yeah, because yeah. from what I understand, the the equivalent is the Hodgdon powders, which are, are the same powders, because the double two one three, Greg, it lists 109% mm. fill ratio, which may be attainable, and that, you know, that's giving over 3,100 feet a second without being dangerously high pressure. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it There's should... at least one, one option there worth, worth yeah, I reckon, I reckon we mentioned that on the last podcast about changing powders without mm. having the data. No, we and, did. And we I did. said, I've got some you can use if you want mm. to. I've still got some you can use if you want to, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be keen to, to just work up to that and just see what happens, you know. Um mm. Yeah, might might be worth a, a try. I'd, it, I don't know whether or not I don't know the difference between the two two one three and the two two one three SC. Well, just um, or oh, it's a shorter 
grain of powder, it's a, like grain a shortcut. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, see a shortcut. Just yeah, there's right. a little bit of well, I guess you'd call it contradictory data here. The um, where are we? The Hodgson equivalent of double two one three is H four eight three one, and that's listed down further. Uh, actually, that they also list the forty eight thirty one SC, which is the the double two one three SC. Mm-hmm. They're the same powder, um, so we should be able to work out a load that'll work from there. Um, it's a higher pressure load, though. Yeah, I'm just looking at the forty eight thirty one. They're listing that as a hundred and twelve percent, so you may not be able to get that much in there. It is a little bit higher, a little bit heavier charge weight, so. I think you've got mm. a lot of playing to do. Just out of interest, Greg, in, in your research, what velocities are people achieving with this cartridge? Um, online, I'm seeing guys get up to 3,100 pretty typically, between 3 grand and 3,100. What powder are they using? I'm using 2,209. What powder are they using? 2,209. Okay. In a lot of cases. Um, yeah, right. And that's why I use 2,209, because it, I was seeing fairly consistent what twist rate are they running? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, so there's so a few the options. The others you're seeing mm. is, is the same data is, is what you're seeing. Um, mm. So, yeah, a couple of options to play with. Yeah. Mm. So when are you I into actually, the range next? Mate? I actually had someone um, uh, we all know um, put a message up on an American forum. And the uh, Bartland, the actual Bartland guy that makes the barrels. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he's full name is but he actually suggested what I should use and I thought oh that's nice there you go so, yeah getting taken so, care of so what, that was did, what did he suggest what I used 22 oh, okay. yeah, yeah or you know the American equivalent IMR or whatever it is H- 43 H43 H- something yeah. yeah sorry I can't remember that's right mm. numbers are difficult for me for me <laughs> not just you mate <laughs> Yeah, very good. So, so now now you got to get to the range and and have a shoot with it. Change the powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give that a go and see if I can get up there. I I, I thought I got pressure signs pretty early on the twenty two oh nine. I didn't what, expect them. What signs did you see? Um, I don't know what it's actually called, but you know when you uh, you eject your case, you look at the back of the case and you get like ejector slide marks on the on the ring, so you can see where the bolt sort of slid. Does that make sense? I, don't, I, know, I don't know what you're what... talking about. I'm not quite sure how to describe it. Basically, yeah, where the ejector is sort of obviously yeah, it's on like the case. S- and when you're scorching the case, if that's the wrong no, word. No, it's not sort of bearing on it, rubbing yeah, on it, I just, guess. It's just a slight rub. It started as a slight rub at about 40.4, I think, grains. And then um, 40.6, it was quite prominent on all five rounds. Okay. So I just stopped there. But um, I didn't quite get to what. A lot of guys are saying they get, yeah, okay. on the net. So I was but, a bit miffed uh, by uh, that. Are they getting those higher velocities at the the loss of case life, or um, I don't know. I don't know that level of detail. But maybe they just go hard or go home. You know, they're all going. Oh, I'll use this. Well, I guess that, that's another caution of the internet. I guess isn't it? Um, but you know, they're all stating these loads I couldn't achieve, paying attention to pressure signs. So I don't know whether it's a particular part of. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know why. But uh, there seem to be a lot of people achieving higher powder charges than I was um, with no pressure signs. 
having said that, I, I have seen fast and slow barrels where for, I mean, it's obviously due to internal dimensions of the barrel. Mm. Now, you've got a, a, is it a Krieger or you? No, Bartland. No, but you went with Bartland, yeah. that's right. So, you know, the barrel itself is very good quality, but um, mm. I've seen differences of, you know, over, well over 100 feet a second um, between two rifles, same caliber, mm. same length barrel, same load. Mm. Uh, and so it's obviously just due to internal dimensions of the barrel yeah. having an imp, in, you know an influence. So yep, I, with one gun in particular, it was almost you know like it was a twenty two to fifty, and it was running almost at twenty two to fifty Ackley velocities, with mm. standard loads. Yeah, and no excessive pressure. So yeah, no, it's an interesting one. So it it, it will be um, will be good to see how that uh, what was it twenty two. 13? 22. 22, 13 SC. SC. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that goes, actually, because that, well, the non-SC variant is uh, showing fairly low pressure compared, well, lower pressure compared to a lot of the other loads that are here. Um, so, yeah, no, we'll give it a go and okay. hope, hopefully make it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a quick mm. load is interesting. Yeah. I often it gets it right, but sometimes it at least puts you close, yeah. usually. Yeah, and draw out some info from it. So, be interesting to see how you go and report back. Let us know when you get into the range, Greg. <laughs> yeah, um, don't know, don't know. <laughs> there was like also the, the the talk before the show of um, maybe testing Greg, oh, Greg's right. rifle to destruction. So, yeah, just basically keep yeah. loading that talk up and was up and up between you guys. Well, yeah. that was that, the, you were here too, Greg. The competition <laughs> was going to go out to um to you could win yourself a scope scoped out um data. Uh, dope disc if you were the one happy to pull the trigger or, or, or we could go with at what charge weight the gun actually physically blew up yeah yeah that's what we're, oh you're thinking Children. string are you a string rather than a listener pulling the trigger uh, a bit of both <laughs> you're a heartless man um what's well, greg's gun and one of the listeners shooting it so <laughs> really you know I was, I was concerned about, i was concerned about the listener not greg's gun i had no concern about that because then you buy the right twist right so the action might be a little worse for wear, but yeah, well that's right. He can afford more. One of the, just the next defiance in the in the list. Yeah, just get another one out of the collection. <laughs> that's right. He's got them stashed. Oh, very good. Um, what else do we have to uh, to mention? Um, we had to mention that the next Impact Dynamics catch up is coming up. Probably, I believe, we haven't confirmed it yet, but um, we'll probably confirm it tomorrow, on the 9th of December. Now, for those paying close attention, ID catch-ups are usually on a Tuesday night. This one's on a Friday night because uh, it's getting closer to Christmas and we keep getting requests for a Friday night just so people can have a more than one beer for the evening because that's all we ever have at the catch-ups is one beer just you know. same as when we record podcasts that's exactly right just just half a half a nip of beer um so anyway so anyone who's in adelaide um keep the 9th of uh december is that what i said that is what i said 9th of december it's just that nip of beer that's getting to me you know um, keep the 9th of December available because um, we're going to organise somewhere in town to uh, to go in and uh, have a couple of uh, catch-up drinks and a bit of a, a chat and Christmas sort of do, I guess, unofficial Christmas show. Um, 
Sounds yeah, good. so hopefully you guys are going to be there and we'll, we'll, we won't do a podcast from it because um, that would require way too much editing, I suspect. <laughs> I think you made us scrap the whole thing. <laughs> You're probably mm. right. But um, uh, anyway, that should be a good night out. Should be a bit of fun. Very good. So, Greg, when are you getting to the range? We, sometime, Don't know. Don't you know. Be I've there got... in a couple of weeks? I've got no plans. <laughs> I think you should make them. I'm actually quite interested. What country are you in at the moment? Just... Just it's all work and the silly season and <laughs> Christmas stuff. Fair enough. Um, like these, uh, but no, I'd like dynamics Christmas parties. Yeah, I'd like to get there soon. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I, I really don't know when I can. Oh, but we'll but try, we'll in try the meantime, I'll yeah. scab some powder off you. Absolutely, I'll we'll load up tonight. a set, and at least I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Well, I'll well, tell me what country you're in. I'll get it sent over there, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we'll. we'll um, yeah, we'll get that sorted up. Get that uh, get the load set up for it because I'm really keen to see whether or not you can get that higher. Yeah, that higher node. it'd be pretty groovy if I could. Yeah, otherwise uh, I'll bring a hacksaw for your barrel. Yeah, that's it. Half an inch, thanks, mate. That's... I'll bring the chisel. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, guys. Well, um, I think we'll wrap it up there tonight. We um, we've uh, covered lots of little bits and pieces. Uh, we've got another episode coming up soon with the um, with. Uh, Butters from NT, Practical Rifle, and then also Andy, who won their recent finale shoot. So that'll be uh, going up in a couple of weeks as well. Anyway, so stay tuned for that. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, gentlemen, for... Uh, well, thank you, Andrew, for coming in tonight and Greg for joining us. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no problem. cheers. No yeah. problem. <laughs> There's a bit of delay there. Sorry, Greg, I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's because I'm overseas. Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> you made that up, not me. Ta- sounded like Tahiti, maybe. <laughs> I think, I think you're. I was thinking Barbados, but one of the two. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you guys again. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page, and for more information, head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Projectile Warehouse. Find your perfect projectile.